my little strangelings. On this podcast, I discuss the world's folklore, myths, legends, and superstitions. I explore what these stories meant to the cultures that shared them, the different uses of lore in our modern day entertainment, and the history of it all. Welcome to Folklore Friday. For every episode, I have listed in the show notes the segments and their minute markers. That way, you can skip right to what you want to hear. Now time for some everyday folklore. Chocolate. One of America's most popular comfort foods. But to the ancient Aztecs, it offered a lot more than just comfort. It was considered a powerful aphrodisiac. The Aztecs may have been the first on record to draw a link between the cocoa bean and sexual desire. The Emperor Montezuma was said to consume the bean in copious amounts to fuel his romantic trysts. Nowadays, scientists ascribe the aphrodisiac qualities of chocolate, if any, to two chemicals it contains. One is tryptophan, a building block of serotonin, a brain chemical involved in sexual arousal. The other, phenylethylamine, a stimulant related to amphetamine, is released in the brain when people fall in love. But most researchers believe that the amounts of these substances in chocolate are too small to have any measurable effect on desire. Studies that have looked for a direct link between chocolate consumption and heightened sexual arousal have found none. But let's not forget the placebo effect. A placebo is an inactive substance, like a sugar pill, given to a research participant who is under the impression it is a drug. So, the placebo effect is when the belief that something is helping has as much or more of a therapeutic effect than the substance itself. The placebo effect is more than positive thinking, believing a treatment or procedure will work. It's about creating a stronger connection between the brain and body and how they work together. So if a person thinks eating chocolate will give a jolt to their sex drive and sexual stamina, their anticipation of this powerful effect can help it come true. Although chocolate may not chemically affect the libido, we do know from recent studies that high quality chocolate can be beneficial to improving one's mood. Chocolate contains two ingredients to improve one's mood caffeine, and flavanols. The flavanols in cocoa activate anti-anxiety receptors while caffeine has direct antidepressant effects. That means you get the benefits of a stimulant that is calming at the same time, a calmer energy than caffeine alone. Flavanols seem to enhance signaling to improve neuron generation and repair and help long-term memory. They also increase the ability of neurons to get fuel and oxygen. 
A randomized trial with healthy middle-aged human subjects showed that the administration of high dose of cocoa improved mood over the course of 30 days. To receive the most benefits from chocolate, reach for the higher-end dark chocolate choices, rather than highly processed impulse buy candy bars by the checkout stand. Treat yourself with a little indulgence of some gourmet chocolate treats. Although we know that chocolate may not chemically improve your sexual desire, is it possible that the calming effect that people have reportedly felt after eating chocolate can help one relax? Which, in turn, can help them more easily get in the mood to want to have sex. Maybe the Aztecs were onto something by viewing chocolate as an aphrodisiac. It just may not have been the way they thought. Tell me, what do you think? Welcome to Folklore Friday, where we talk about my favorite topic on my favorite day. I'm your host, Megan, and today I'm joined by my friend, Sarah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I've known Sarah for a long time. I don't even know how old we were. We were I've kids. Never, I feel like I've never met. No, no. <laughs> Actually, but, you know, you're older than me, so there were a good three years or two or three years yeah. where you didn't know me, but I can't remember not knowing you. Yeah. So Sarah and I grew up down the road from each other. <laughs> so we know each other pretty well. And I knew that she'd be a fun person to talk to in general, but also for the podcast. But today we're talking about Valentine's Day. And I don't remember how old you were. But when you said this, I used to have a quote wall. Do you remember? I would have like paper oh, yes. on the wall. And I wrote that one because I thought it was so funny. But yeah, you said... I told three different guys I would go on a date with them for Valentine's Day. Then I ditched all of them and I got a massage. <laughs> but I truly, I'm married. And that truly was the best Valentine's Day I've ever had. <laughs> and part of that is because my husband is like, I don't know. He's like this Idaho farm boy. Just like no romance in his blood. Oh. <laughs> also, I really actually saw it. I'm like, it, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. We can have a romantic relationship. I'm just like responsible for that. <laughs> that is, that is fine. I will take that job. I'm good at that. He's, he's not. Also, you will hear a toddler yelling mommy in the background. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, yeah. She also will slam the door. So I don't know if you can hear that, but, um, She's body slamming the door. Everything's fine. <laughs> so yeah, that was in high school. I was 16. And um, oh my gosh, <laughs> that child. Um, 16 or 17. And I made a lot of loose premises that I ended up breaking to get a massage. I just thought it was so funny because it was so, how do I say weirdly empowering because you didn't need <laughs> affection from boys to feel good on that day. 
you're like, yeah. And then oh, I, and, and then I didn't actually want to be with any of them. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> and it turns out very yeah. memorable. I really, really liked it. I don't know. You can grieve my absence in your bedroom. <laughs> no, I know this isn't normal for you to have mom in the middle of something, but mom has lives, life too. What? You experienced much harder things than this. Okay. Well, Sarah had to take a little break because she's got two kids. And if you're a mom or a parent, you know how hard that is because you have a baby and a three-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And the three-year-old is like having Hurricane Katrina. And <laughs> just like knocking on my door. Oh, my gosh. I love her. And also, Lord Beer Me Strength is basically how I feel about that. All right, let's talk about Valentine's Day. Okay, so what? So when you think of Valentine's Day, like about like the history, does anything come to mind? Do you have any inklings of what the history could be? So I've heard of Saint Valentine, and I wonder. I don't really know. So I wonder if it like started saint. So I wonder if it was like a Catholic tradition. Would be like my guess. I definitely never learned what. Or maybe I did learn at some point, but I mean, there's St. Nicholas and wasn't he like, don't Catholics have saints? Yeah. So you actually knew way I more than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? There's yeah. So I, anyway, so I'm guessing he was a saint and maybe he did something like, like St. Nicholas, he did like, he gave toys or something to kids or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe with St. Valentine, he was doing something like, giving things to widows or something. This is like my imagination. Uh-huh. Maybe he was giving flowers to the widows in the area or um, something like that. That's my guess. Okay, what what do you think? Oh my gosh, that's adorable. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that, maybe uh, that's just, well, we'll stop it right here. We're like, that's yeah, it. like that's like the <laughs> cutest version. <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, what I thought was completely incorrect, I knew that there was a St. Valentine, but I didn't know. I didn't know if it had any connection to the date. So before I researched it, all I had was this time my dad told me what Valentine's Day was based on. And Sarah knows this, but my dad is he's a big storyteller and they're not always accurate. <laughs> so like anytime I get news from the family, from my dad, I'm like, Hmm, okay. And then I call my mom <laughs> just to make yeah. sure it's, it's always elaborate. Like, and so he told me that Saint or not Saint, that there was a guy named Valentine and he was in love with someone, but they couldn't be together. And so he would send her these secret messages through Morse code, and I think he said he invented Morse code, which is not accurate. <laughs> and so, that's definitely it. It was like Morse code and Valentine's Day. Definitely had nothing to do with military. I know. I know. Like, 
This one guy <laughs> invented this. In the military, didn't they have Morse code? And you're like, no, no, it's not. It, it was Valentine's Day. I'm pretty That's sure. How Valentine's Day started. My friends are like, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the original, like, will you be my Valentine message? E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E. <laughs> and I was just like a kid. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> But no, that is incorrect. <laughs> but it's always fun. I always want to like fill in those gaps. Okay. And so we're going to read some stuff and then we'll talk about it. Our thoughts in between each little, little bit of information. Valentine's Day, also called St. Valentine's Day, is celebrated on February 14th. It is a celebration of romantic love, and many people give cards, letters, flowers, or presents to their spouse or partner. They may also arrange a romantic meal in a restaurant or a night in a hotel. Common symbols of Valentine's Day are hearts, red roses, and Cupid. The holiday has origins in the Roman festival of Lupercalia, held in mid-February. The festival, which celebrated the coming of spring, included fertility rituals. Lupercalia was celebrated from February 13th to the 15th. The men would sacrifice a goat and a dog in tribute to the gods. They would then whip the women with the hides of the animals they had just slain. Believing this would increase their fertility, the women would gladly line up and anxiously wait to be whipped with the hides of the latest sacrifices. The festival also included a matchmaking lottery in which young men would draw names of young women from a bowl. The couples would then be paired off to engage in physical intimacy for the duration of the festival, or longer if the match was right. So. Okay. Let's unpack that. <laughs> I'm like, my first thought was like, this was normal. I know. Like, okay, um, February 13th is coming up. I guess I better, um, I don't know, palisize my back. I'm like, be whipped with hide. And then you know, have sex with my husband um, late into the night. Gotta hydrate. Gotta eat a lot. I'm um, going to get some rubber bands to strengthen my back. I don't know. That is. And, uh, and I'm also like, what are the things I'm doing today that are archaic? Yeah. Oh. Like, I'm going to look back and be like, that was kind of insane. Like we thought that that was going to bring some sort of, I don't know. I have a hard time getting pregnant. And actually, to be honest, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I have a hard time getting pregnant. Every coming up, I'm like, just bring it up with Gunner. Maybe you should. We should invest in some whips. <laughs> yeah, we need to get some whips. We need to. I know a lot of people with goats. We're not for sure not going to kill a dog. I know that part's passport to hell. That part's sad. I mean, okay, so animal sacrifices. It sounds archaic unless you understand, well, this was part of their belief system. And the women had this idea that it was going to help them get pregnant. And so that's why they were excited about it. But out of context, 
it just sounds like you said archaic and strange but that was their yeah. reality and so to them this was this was exciting and it was completely normal to just pull a name out of a bowl and be like guess i'm having sex with that guy and like, oh just... i missed that part yeah so um oh my god <laughs> Fingers crossed. So the, the festival included a matchmaking lottery. The young men yeah. would draw the names of women and then they'd be paired off for the rest of the festival to be physically intimate. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. There's the, there's this show. I don't know if I doubt you watch it. I don't know if it's your thing, but it's it's a remake of the show. That, what's the original called? The Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They did a remake and it is nothing like the original. It's called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and it's based on the comic books and it's so good. So they have this whole like society of witches and they have this religion that's very pagan. It's like a very paganistic religion and there's a there's an episode that's their Valentine's Day episode because Sabrina is half mortal and she's half witch. So her friends at like the human high school are having Valentine's Day and going to a dance and they are celebrating Lupercalia. Mind you, they're teenagers. And so they like, <laughs> so they, um, they don't draw names, but they do this like really elaborate dance. And then it's kind of like musical chairs. And then the girl, like when the music stops, the girls like sit on the lap of a guy. And, uh, and then they, they all go out and they have sex in the woods and all their teachers are like, have fun. <laughs> it's like so shocking. <laughs> but what I, what I appreciate about that show is it, it, it really, oh my gosh, it did its research like so well because it was very accurate and very like paralleling this holiday. And it was just super, I, I really enjoyed it, but that show can be kind of shocking for people because it's, they, they also like worship Satan, but Satan to them isn't like the mean. Yeah, he's like, he had his own story and God and him didn't get along. And so he left on his own accord and started his own gathering and hell isn't like a bad place to be. And um, but it's it's really kind of hard to watch in the beginning because they're like, hail Satan. And you're like, (laughs) oh, not great. Um, Satan loves this. Yeah. Like, oh, my favorite show. <laughs> I really, I do like the show. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Around the end of the 5th century, Pope Gelasius created St. Valentine's Day on February 14th. The church was anxious to rid the pagan practices of Lupercalia, but instead encouraged sex only between married couples. St. Valentine is the patron saint of lovers. On February 14th, around the year 270 AD, Valentine, a holy priest in Rome in the days of Emperor Claudius II, was executed. Under the rule of Claudius the Cruel, Rome was involved in many unpopular and bloody campaigns. The emperor had to maintain a strong army, but was having a difficult time getting soldiers to join his military leagues. Claudius believed that Roman men were unwilling to join the army because of their strong attachment to their wives and families. To get rid of the problem, Claudius banned all marriages and engagements in Rome. 
A priest named Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Valentine was arrested and dragged before the judges of Rome, who condemned him to be beaten to death with clubs and to have his head cut off. The sentence was carried out on February 14th, on or about the year 270 AD. Legend also has it, while in jail, Valentine left a farewell note for the jailer's daughter, who had become his friend, and he signed it from your Valentine. Oh my god, it's so sad. <laughs> of course. That's that's my first thought. I'm like, it's 2021. We can't just like have things nice anymore. It's like we have to learn that Valentine's Day, a day of love, is actually the anniversary of someone being beheaded. Yeah. It's excellent. Well a really good person actually. Head just gone. Yeah. God. Well, like you, um, like you were saying, you're like, I think he was a saint and how sainthood happens is somebody does something honorable or self-sacrificing in their life and they usually die because of it. So every oh, saint okay. is, has a tragic story. How they became a saint is it's going to be tragic. So uh, like there's the saint, um, he's the patron saint of lovers because he dedicated this, well, I don't know say his life, but he defied Pope Claudius and he made it possible that people could get married when there was this ridiculous decree saying you couldn't get married. And so that's why he's the patron saint of lovers. So if there's like the saint of sisters or it's probably some sister right. that, I don't know, threw herself in front of a train for her other sister or something. So if ever yeah, it's... I'm not going to... I'm not even gonna look up what happened to St. Patrick. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty violent, but <laughs> <laughs> of course Megan knows. She's like, yeah. yeah <laughs> but he he did a lot for Ireland, and so it's it it is a nice thing that the Catholic Church does, I think, that because it's honoring these people. It's this idea that somebody did something so great in their life that they are I don't, oh gosh, I don't have enough information, but they're prayed to and they're kind of worshipped. And so it's, it. I don't know. Okay. I do like that, but it's always something real bad. <laughs> so let's talk about this. So this dick of a pope <laughs> was yeah. wanted more people to join the army, but good honorable men were saying, no, I'm married. I don't want to leave my wife and I don't want to leave my family. And so he said, okay, no one can get married. And no one can get engaged until we finish this war. And gosh, what time is this? Cut you off at the knees. Yeah, like when was this? The Crusades? Like it was a war that never ended. And so I don't know if it was the Crusades, but that was that's such a horrible law to say like no one can get married. <laughs> it really makes you be grateful. It it kind of does make you grateful to be alive now mm -hmm. versus then. I mean, we think it's hard to wear masks. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a good perspective. And yeah. Usually it's like you get dirty looks or you have like a confrontation at a grocery store. Right. If you don't wear a mask. Like that is like 
the outcome. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. It's really interesting. Man, there's so many skeletons in like every religion's closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one is exempt. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. which is weird. It's supposed to be like about God and worship. But usually the parts that are crappy are the people involved. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, totally. I don't know. That's really interesting. And it did take them really years to like give um, him like sainthood because they also had to recognize that the Pope at the time was doing something that wasn't good and so that whole process had to go with saying we don't agree with that guy that guy was a bad guy so it was like years i was just thinking that that it takes a little bit of humility Mm -hmm. on the whole of the catholics um part to say like the leader of our church or you know i assume that they think this person generally communicates directly with god is i actually don't know much about the pope (laughs) at all actually i think people really like the pope nowadays is what i've heard i've heard he's Mm -hmm. pretty down to earth or something like that so um yeah i feel like it takes a lot of humility to be like yeah like our pope messed up Uh uh-huh and we're gonna celebrate someone who like defied him yeah right Mm-hmm. Well, and I think yeah. a lot of it had to do with there was no separation between church and state at the time. And so mm-hmm. there is now. Right. And anytime there's politics involved with the Catholic Church, it can get, well, political. <laughs> so, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, your poor child. <laughs> Life's so hard. That was something my sister yeah. always did whenever her kids would be like, eh, she's like, I know, life's so hard. <laughs> It was just like... I, always, I always say I know it's hard and so I just started saying that to me if I'm frustrated with her she's like I know it's hard <laughs> a sassy brat that's she's, she's gonna have I know it's she's gonna yeah. have some spike to her that's fun <laughs> yeah at least I don't have to worry about her being taken advantage of by like anyone yeah it's more like good freaking luck yeah <laughs> oh I love that Okay. As St. Valentine's Day was spread to England and France by Benedictine monks, the practice started to acquire more modern characteristics in the Middle Ages. The poet, Geoffrey Chaucer, in particular, is credited with spreading the notion of courtly romance through his writings, some dedicated to St. Valentine. Writing Valentines to your beloved is linked to the same time period, with the oldest such note dating to the 15th century. Shakespeare also took part in popularizing the link between Valentine's Day and love, writing about St. Valentine's Day in a romantic context as part of his Midsummer Night's Dream. I am a nerd and I love history. And so when there's examples like this, where you can date um, an actual Valentine note with a date on it, hence that these things were circulating, but it's really hard to keep them preserved. But things like poetry or Shakespeare, they were widely circulated. And so it's a really good reference point that this is something that was popular. We know that it at least was going on at that point in the 15th century. And so mm-hmm. the nerd in me is excited that 
you can track it to like how it was growing in popularity. Yeah, definitely. Exchanging Valentines or love notes on Valentine's Day further spread throughout the Anglo-Saxon countries in the 19th century. Large-scale marketing and production of greeting cards started with the Industrial Revolution as early as the mid-19th century. This process of the commercialization of the holiday continued, especially in the United States during the 20th century, adding additional traditions like more elaborate love notes with added gifts such as chocolate, flowers, and jewelry. So one thing before we go into the history of candy, because <laughs> I thought that would be fun to talk about, is now I'm a straight woman and I can see a lot of gender influences in how Valentine's Day is done. There seems to be, and you tell me what you think, an expectation for men to buy these things, flowers and jewelry, but there's not really like a standard. This is what you get your guy for Valentine's Day. It's like maybe oh. some lingerie, but there's not like, you don't hear commercials for oh, yeah. what are you going to get your man? It's always, don't forget about your wife. Don't forget about your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. And so yeah. I wonder sometimes if this is just another thing that um, like gay couples are like, I don't know. I just, I want to know their reaction to it. Like, how did they do it? Like what feels good? how did they celebrate it? Because there's a, there's like a lot of gender influence in this and other holidays. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure on the straight guys. (laughs) I welcome the pressure. You couldn't, you could not put my husband in a pressure cooker and he would be cool as a cute guy. He does not care. He's like, oh yeah, here's flowers. And it's the 15th of February. It's fine. I get the flowers. I get the damn flowers. It it works out. Um, I don't know. Maybe I am more cynical. I'm like, it's fine that they need pressure. But that's a good point. Also, my husband doesn't really care about presents and I love presents. So yeah. That's why I'm like coming out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've lied on all of the five love languages tests. I'm pretty sure mine is like secretly gifts, but I'm like, you're too scared to admit no. it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not shallow. I don't care about presents. Like, I just want to be loved. Like, you know, like, drop off my present at my doorstep. And I will feel just as loved. Well, I think that <laughs> maybe more so. I think that maybe some of the reason behind thinking like, oh, I don't want to think that gifts are my love. You don't want to think that you're materialistic. But I right. think it more has to do with like sentiment. Like I like right. I like giving things. I like making things. I that's one way that I know that I show love. Yes. And I had to like kind of not grow out of it, but I had to adjust it. Now, um, I have to like really, I used to make a lot of paintings for people, you know, like little ones like this. But then when yeah. I would like go over to their place and I would not see it up, it like kills me. <laughs> oh no! And so I had to stop because I was like, I don't see it anywhere. Like, 
<laughs> so that makes me so sad. <laughs> and it's fine. Like, I mean, I this was like teenage Megan. And so, yeah. yeah. But now I'm, I'm more specific. But I just, it, it's not necessarily like, oh, expensive, but I like to be sentimental and giving yeah. someone like this experience or this thing on their shelf. And so right. from yeah. the opposite side, that's how I feel when I give gifts. I, I love it. <laughs> right. I just, yeah. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. Chris doesn't really care about, he cares more about experiences, but there's a section later. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. So this next section is Valentine's day candy. Cause I was curious about it. Okay. So the sweethearts, you know, the nasty little chalk sweethearts. Yeah. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what this section's about. Okay. Sweethearts, candy hearts. In 1866, Daniel Chase developed a machine that could press food dye letters onto the candy lasanges made famous by his brother, New England Confectionery Company, also called NECCO, N-E-C-C-O, founded by Oliver Chase. The candy gained popularity and soon became a favorite treat at weddings. In 1902, the candy hearts evolved into the ones we know today and continued to be made every year from late January to mid-February. During that time, around 8 billion, 100,000 pounds of candy hearts are made, and the entire amount is sold out within six weeks. To this day, sweethearts are the best-selling Valentine's Day candy. I think they're nasty. What do you think? <laughs> I think that 100,000 pounds of candy hearts are made and 99,999 pounds of candy hearts are thrown in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Like, they're cute to look at when you eat them. They taste like yeah. anti antacids. Yes. That's what they taste like. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. And you know that, like, they say gum stays in your stomach for, like, seven years, which yeah. I've heard is a lie. But, like, you will never get rid of a sweetheart <laughs> like it is it is there for like they we die and when they like <laughs> bone us and they like look at our stomachs it's like oh yeah there's the sweethearts from 1996 1997 1998 <laughs> and they're just there like you're gaining weight you can't lose it's the sweethearts in your stomach they're just Not, sticking to the wall of your stomach yeah. <laughs> it's just lined with like hearts like all around i'm thinking of pinocchio like in the stomach of a whale and if there was like <laughs> a cartoon <laughs> version of a around. human yeah. <laughs> just giant sweethearts swallowed whole <laughs> yeah that's funny okay yeah, can... non-digestible <laughs> hershey's kisses First introduced in 1907, it is not known exactly how the kisses got their name, but one theory suggests they were named for the kissing sound the chocolate made while being deposited on the manufacturing line. It wasn't until 1962 that Hershey Kisses were first wrapped in red and green foil to celebrate Christmas. Today, to celebrate Valentine's Day, kisses are wrapped in red foil. Okay, I don't understand how that would make a kiss sound because it sounds like it would make like a sound because it's how yeah. the chocolate drops, but 
I don't, I don't know. I'm just like picturing it. (laughs) Maybe it's just like quicker than we think. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Because I I wonder if like kisses, I was thinking like sucking on it. Like maybe that made a kissing sound. That's what I, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, maybe like the, like if you're sucking on it, Mm -hmm. you can kind of make a kissing sound. That's interesting though. Yeah. So it's like. Anyway, it's like it's just one of those things that they're called Hershey's Kisses, but they've always been called Hershey Kisses, at least in our lifetime. And so you wouldn't think to be like, why is this like this like cone (laughs) thing called a Hershey's Kiss? (laughs) A big chocolate chip. Yeah, basically. Like a chocolate chip. I do have to say Hershey's is absolute garbage, but Hershey's Kisses, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know what they do different. The bar, I mean, I will throw that in the garbage every time. But Hershey's Kisses, like, I'll keep them in my in my pockets, find them, like, three years later, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat this. 100%. No regret. No regret. Do you think it's just the shape, or do you... I wonder if it's, like, psychological. You know what it is? I'm pretty sure. So I think that Hershey's has, like, a lax coating. Oh, mm-hmm. on the outside, and I think because Hershey's Kisses is like thicker, you don't get as much of the wax coating. Oh, like, the ratio of like actual chocolate and the wax coating is like yeah higher or the lower, I guess. Because if it's like wax like a Hershey's bar, there's like thin. yeah, it's thin, but a Hershey's Kiss is like a lot more. Rim. You know what? You might have something. I'm I'm gonna have to look that up. That's really interesting. I know, but I, I anyway. I'll, I'll take a Hershey's kiss. Uh-huh. I'll like go through a bag and it wasn't even that enjoyable, but <laughs> I will go through a bag. Man, I'm on, so I'm on a diet right now because I'm not alone and I gained weight in 2020. Not even like, I wasn't even just like eating. I just stopped exercising. Stop moving. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. depressed like everyone else and I just gained yeah. weight. <laughs> and so I'm trying to lose weight and I, I love my husband. I love him. But he has treats around all the time because he's just one of those people mm-hmm. that's like perpetually in shape and fit and fine <laughs> without doing much. <laughs> and he eats oh like gosh. two meals a day, sometimes one meal a day, and then just random snacks. So he has, and we don't have a pantry. And so we just have shelves with food like and he always has at least two bags of Hershey's Kisses the regular Hershey's Kisses and then like the white chocolate and they're just around tempting me (laughs) all the time they're winking (laughs) my husband he always says it's winking at me I like I like that heart-shaped boxes of chocolates Richard Cadbury, son of Cadbury founder John Cadbury, created fancy boxes of chocolates to increase sales. He used drawings of his family and alpine scenes to decorate them. In 1861, he created the first heart-shaped box of chocolates for Valentine's Day. The popularity of the boxes has grown over the years. Each year, over 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolates are sold around the world. Well, I wondered, I did wonder when that started because it's very popular, the heart-shaped boxes. And so I was just curious. So Cadbury is the same guy like the, the Cadbury Easter eggs. That's all I think yeah, of yeah. when I think of Cadbury. Yeah. So son of 
So it originated with Cadbury. Cadbury eggs are, I mean, their life from March until April. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what came for? No, that was going to be really sacrilegious. Okay. The chicken or the egg? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what came first, the resurrection of Jesus Christ or Cadbury eggs? Or Cadbury (laughs) eggs. That's funny. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But yeah. That's interesting. I would have never thought that Cadbury was in charge. Very nice. It's just, it's cool to see that this idea that somebody had was so influential and that we still use it today. And I, and I think a lot of traditions that we do like around the holidays, especially started from things like that. Some things have more meaning like at Christmas things like decorating with Holly that goes back beyond like Christianity and has to do with like pagan beliefs of keeping out like bad spirits and then eventually over time it was just and then the christians took it how's as they normally do and they're like well let's use this to our advantage let's say the berries represents christ's blood and the pointy leaves represents the thorns you know a lot of holidays meanings have been merged together which is like valentine's day you know there's lupercalia which is all about fertility and like having a new partner sexually that you've never had and then the catholic church was like "Mm, nope (laughs) like (laughs) let's take let's take that day and just change it a bit and encourage you to just love on your spouse and so right and it's just it's it's fun for me to like unravel unravel these things and a lot of holidays are like a convergence of two things or two or multiple different belief systems that have been like scrunched together. <laughs> right. But I do, I think the chocolate um, boxes, I don't think he had any idea that that was going to be around a thousand years after he had the idea. <laughs> oh yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So this next part I thought was interesting because I wanted to talk about kind of the psychology of Valentine's Day. So this section is written by a psychologist, so it's from her perspective. For many couples, Valentine's Day is just another excuse to celebrate their love in a way that feels meaningful and fun for both of them. But over and over again, but over and over, I have witnessed this holiday become a trigger for unspoken feelings of unworthiness. Not getting a good Valentine's gift proves again that I'm unlovable. Resentments expressed via passive-aggressive acts like, I said I forgave her for kissing another guy four years ago. I believe it hasn't happened since, but I'm still mad, so I'm going to give her a sweater instead of that heart-shaped necklace she's been hinting about. (laughs) Which is funny. (laughs) Break up with him. I'm like, deal with your crap. (laughs) But anxiety, I'm worried I can't deliver the Valentine's night of amazing sex she deserves. And then negative comparisons, everyone else's Valentine's Day will be so much better than mine. So that's a lot to unpack, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think if you're in a healthy relationship, a lot of these things probably are, like, not... Hopefully non-issues. Because mm-hmm. it is just a day. Maybe that's just 
my thinking. I mean, like I said before, my husband is like, like his, what we did in our like third year of marriage is I wrote down my expectations for gifts for every single significant holiday. So Valentine's Day, for anniversary, Christmas, and my birthday. And I was like, on Valentine's Day, I want flowers. So when he gives me flowers, I'm not like, well, he's only doing this because I wrote down he should do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, he gave me exactly what I wanted. I wanted flowers. And I remind him before, I'm like, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, I expect flowers. I will be sad if I don't get flowers. <laughs> and, and, and Let me nail that in further. <laughs> yes. And so, like, reading this, I'm just like, these are people who just don't talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know how to resolve this? You say, I want the heart shaped necklace, even though I cheated on you four years ago. And, like, I'm going to be really mad if you don't. And then you should say, well, I'm still mad about the guy you kissed, so I'm going to get you sweater. I mean, that's the only wish about them. But <laughs> anyway, you can exile that part. But um, I, yeah. So reading that, I'm kind of like, this probably happens to teenagers or like early 20s relationships. But I would hope that there aren't. No, I take that back. There's plenty of marriages that have this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Just such a bummer. But it's like you said, there these are examples of relationships that aren't doing so well. So someone that's, oh, I didn't get a good Valentine's gift just proves I'm unlovable. You need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to your <laughs> partner or you need to talk to a therapist because that is not what that means. And right. and then yeah, the this example of I forgave her for kissing. Like then you either need to deal with it or you need to break up. If some, if your partner cheated on you four years ago and it still bothers you and you're being like a little passive aggressive for lack of a better word, you need to deal with it. And so yeah. like that's no, what needs to happen bad there. <laughs> I don't feel bad for these people at all. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know, like some people, and I think like um, you said negative comparisons, everyone else's Valentine's Day will be better than mine. I think like having a husband who is like not amazing at giving gifts, um, cause he just like, that's just not his thing, but he will give me exactly what I asked for. Mm-hmm. Like he will order the thing. I have to send him the link, but he will <laughs> order it and it will be great. And yeah. I could read into that. Like, uh, one of my best friends, Nick, her husband, like, built her her bike when here like what did Logan do for you and I could like it just yeah I don't know where I'm going with that no it makes sense like it's the the comparison (laughs) we've talked about this Sarah and I tried to record last night but we haven't talked in like too long and so we just talked for like (laughs) no we talked for like two hours (laughs) yeah we rescheduled but no I think it's really smart what you said I actually have a section later where I basically give the advice that you said that you've already done with your husband you have to set expectations because I think that that's really healthy holidays can bring up a lot of things for people and so yes that's why you gotta like talk about it you gotta talk about it with your with your people and say what you want. I think that that's good on you. I'm I'm the same way, except I've had to learn with Chris because one year it was like my birthday and it was, we were, you know, 
dating and we had just said, I love you. And we were so in love. And so, um, you know, that, that cute time where it's just like, yeah, I could just sit and look at your eyes all night and be super happy. <laughs> yeah. It was yes. like the phase that. of our relationship. And he's like, it's your birthday. What do you want? And so I made this, uh, this list of movies because I was like I like to be surprised but I'll give you an idea of what I want so I gave him this yeah. list of like 10 movies and I was like you can get me any one of those movies and I'll be thrilled and he got me all of the movies oh, <laughs> and I was like really oh my god and, and so I've learned to kind of like communicate with him because although that was very awesome I don't he doesn't need to be spending like over $150 yeah. <laughs> for me to like but it was so cute and I loved it it really was it, and some of them were like you know not easy to find he had to order like all of them but it was yeah it was really really sweet and like I, I told Megan last night the best gift I can give my husband is like not spending money so I'm like surprise didn't get you anything uh-huh. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny with all this out of proportion stress targeted around one little day of the year, it's perhaps not surprising that a 2010 study of Facebook relationship status declarations uncovered a huge spike in breakups right as the Valentine's roses started wilting. A solid relationship won't unravel due to a holiday gone haywire. However, a 2004 study conducted by psychology professors from George Mason University and the Arizona State University showed that when the relationship is on increasingly shaky ground, a disappointing Valentine's Day can be the final nail in the coffin. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying, the paragraph before you said, well, these couples clearly aren't doing well. If they're, right. if they're having these reactions. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just, it's this known thing where everyone, it's like, basically your window to break up with someone is like beginning of, no, it's like March to beginning of October. <laughs> and if you're in a relationship October 31st, it's like holidays are coming up. Uh-huh. Like, and then it's like, Okay. Hope you can get through mar- till March because uh-huh. you're stuck. Because you don't want to be the so, jerk that broke up with someone. Oh, well, we were going to do a couple's costume. And now we can't. Right. Because we broke up. Yeah, yeah. Or you don't want to make someone yeah. upset before Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just goes yeah. on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this and this is the end of September and you're teetering on breaking up, pull a trigger now. <laughs> Because you're, you're locked in until the beginning of March unless you want to be labeled, you know, something. But I was the kind of person where if I could not take it any longer in a relationship, like, it could have been their birthday. And I would have been, like, <laughs> freaking out. Like, I did not have the the self-control to make it through. So, anyway. That, that is too funny. Oh, yeah. Tips to make Valentine's Day better. Okay. To some, Valentine's Day triggers painful thoughts because of how they've been treated by past relationships or the reminder of their lack of a romantic relationship. Others can get stressed out because of the pressure and expectations of the holiday. If holidays such as Valentine's Day or Christmas or anything about gathering together gives you anxiety and brings on feelings of loneliness, talk with a professional. 
There is no shame in taking care of yourself. And remember, holidays come once a year. So even though you may tell yourself, oh, it's only a couple times a year, I feel this way. Keep in mind, if you don't process those emotions, you might end up feeling that way every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, uh, so true. <laughs> a part of that paragraph I said, or the reminder of a lack of a romantic relationship can bring on stress. Now, some people want to be in a relationship and when they're not valentine's day is painful but i'm not saying that everyone has to be in a relationship there are some people that live single adult lives and they're happy i'm sure you know somebody and i and i know people that are thriving members of of society and so i want to be careful with these holiday episodes of when i say oh sometimes it can be painful i'm only saying it's painful to those people that want it and don't have it there i just want to make sure I'm covering all my bases that it's fine if someone's single. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, actually I, if I, if you don't mind, if I share like, go for it. Thing. So when I was 23, I was in this class and the teacher was in her late fifties and she was not married. She had never been married. And she, um, she had relationships, but never, yeah, it never led to marriage and it came close so many times and it kind of like fell through her fingers is like how she felt. And um, Valentine's Day was coming up and actually the class I was in was a courtship and dating class. Interesting. Yes. And um, so it, it was a really fun class actually. And she was amazing. So mm-hmm. I went to this class and Valentine's Day was coming up. I had just like ended things with someone and I was like kind of dreading valentine's day it was a little i was feeling like some drama in that way and she said i hope that on valentine's day you go and you see people who are a couple you say happy valentine's day and give them the biggest smile and remember it is a celebration of love in general and then she kept on um, elaborating on like what she does to celebrate Valentine's day. And so what she did is she would go to, and actually this is probably why I thought of St. Nicholas or St. Valentine as doing this, but she went to the widows, um, in her area that she knew well, and she delivered, she gave them flowers. And then at the end of the night, I know. And then at the end of the night, she would get cafe Rio for herself um yeah get a salad and eat it alone and she looked forward to valentine's day it was one of her favorite days of the year and hardly ever like celebrated it with someone she was alone and and so having that coming up i worked at a restaurant that was definitely it was like not high-end but it was expensive i guess Mm -hmm. yeah so it was like high-end and so there were definitely people coming in there um for valentine's day and I had been dreading, which is like so hilarious looking back. I'm like, so not a big deal. But at the time I was like very much dreading seeing all these couples having these like dinners mm-hmm. and having been told that I just like every couple, I was like, happy Valentine's Day. You guys look so beautiful. Can I take your picture? And it just like, it ended up being such a good night for me. Um, just thinking of like love and thinking about the people that I know that I love and who love me and love is available to us, whether or not we feel loved by someone. Anyway, that's a whole separate Mm -hmm. topic. 
Air love doesn't jump into our body unless yeah. you're talking about semen. But if you want to call that love, <laughs> liquid love. But we feel love toward people. We don't feel the love that they aim toward us. And so mm-hmm. that is available to us no matter what situation we're in. That was probably one of my favorite Valentine's Days, honestly. That's so cool. Besides the massage day. <laughs> that was great. Oh my god, I'm so glad I asked you to do this with me. It's so funny. Um, that's really a mature and like fun way to experience Valentine's Day. And I think that man, good on you, teacher, for giving She's things to the widows. Oh, oh, I love that. That is so yeah. hallmark heartwarming. That's just yes. good on her. In addition to seeking counseling, if Valentine's Day brings up negative emotions for you, here are some other strategies to help you make the best of it. Show love for yourself on Valentine's Day. Treat yourself to a favorite takeout or dessert, which we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Do an activity that you enjoy. Set time aside for yourself and celebrate the good things in your life. Yeah, which is pretty much what what your teacher did. Yeah. That's so cool. If you're stressed out trying to make romantic Valentine's Day plans, communicate with your significant other. Have frank conversations about your preferences and their expectations and make it something that you plan together rather than stress out about planning the best surprise. Which is what you did, which is great. (laughs) It seriously changed that Christmas because we had had like two Christmases before and I'm like, this blows because my mom editor's note we got a little off topic off on a tangent but what sarah was originally going to say was how grateful she was that she had that time where she sat down with her husband and she gave expectations for each holiday what she expected and now that is something that's really healthy in their relationship Possibly take Valentine's Day as an opportunity to celebrate all the relationships in your life, not just romantic ones. Write cards or send a text message to family members, friends, or colleagues with all with all the gifts that are available or gifs. I'm a I'm a gif sayer personally. Go that ahead. Are to you. <laughs> you can have a lot of fun surprising the people in your life by letting them know you're thinking of them. Because if you don't want to spend money. You don't have to send someone like a funky text or a meme. I'm a big meme person. Um, Oh, I was going to send you one. Okay. On on Groundhog Day, which is a couple days ago, I I found this meme (laughs) from the movie. And it's him like with the mic, with this like face. This is from the movie Groundhog Day. And so it's Bill Murray. And the caption says, well, it's quarantine day again. (laughs) Oh, for real. For real. And I I was sending oh it like to everyone I knew. <laughs> I was like, happy Groundhog Day. <laughs> and, my dad's favorite movie. And even though it's like not like a holiday that you celebrate, it made me so happy. Because I don't know about you, but this pandemic, I've I've never felt more lonely in my life. Just, just yeah, from the wild. isolation and, you know, losing my job and we lost the theater. So it wasn't just the theater, but it was this community that we were a part of. And now we can't gather in large groups. We always had a Christmas party. First time we did it because we didn't have a theater. And it was just like, I'm 
so lonely. I'm so, so lonely <laughs> and I don't do well. And so doing things like that, like sending people stuff, it, it gives me so much like pleasure. <laughs> I don't know if pleasure is the right word, but totally. it was just even my bosses. Like I, I have, I work for a couple and I, I sent it in like our group chat. That's usually like, Hey, did you get that file or blah, blah, blah. Um, and they loved it. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. And I want to do that with every holiday. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm back with Sarah. This has been a two-day recording. <laughs> Children and her family needed her, so she's been kind enough to <laughs> call me again. <laughs> okay, so we're going to finish. Yeah, yeah. Let's finish <laughs> right. Unless you're independently wealthy, you most likely have day-to-day -day mundane things to keep your life going work a job, do the dishes, take care of the kids, walk the dog, run errands, do chores, and many other things that are essential. With a routine of similar tasks, it sometimes can feel like you're living the same day over and over again. Planning vacations or celebrating holidays provides an opportunity to have a break from the day to day. Having something to look forward to, like special plans for a holiday, breaks up the monotony of our daily lives. Celebrating your relationships, religious holidays, a birthday, or a patriotic event can remind us of what is important to us. What we have to be grateful for. Holidays have been celebrated for thousands of years. And although they may shift and change how we celebrate them and why, they are always constant. Holidays can strengthen family bonds, a romantic partner, and build cultural connections in societies. So what do you, what's your take on that? That holidays are important. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes like, I've told my mom before, like, she lived, one time she was, like, going through a time where she was, like, depressed because she lived in the mountains and it was far away from everyone. It's not important. What's important is my mom was down for a season, mm -hmm. and I told her she needed to um, create things, one thing to look forward to every week. And it's like the world has it, like, created for us with holidays. You know, sometimes, like, looking forward to something is, like, all you, you have. Yeah. Like the, I don't know. What do you think, Megan? Well, be, since I've started studying folklore, traditions have a lot to do with that. And most of my podcast and the YouTube channel is about superstition, just because there's a lot more. But holidays are incredibly important. And the more I look into the history and the psychology of how celebrating can help our moods. I, I would hate it if there wasn't holidays. <laughs> I don't know because it's something I've always known. It's hard to really yeah. be grateful for it, but to imagine if it wasn't there it would be different when, and I've read so much on, on how holidays can build everything from a family to a relationship to a society. It's something that you can share with people. You ask people, oh, did you get your Christmas shopping done? That's, there's opportunities to have 
like conversations and other things that are really easy to do. Oh, you want to come to my Christmas party? Everyone's invited. Sure. Like it just offers more opportunities. And I think that we've been celebrating them for thousands of years because it's good for us. There's always going to be crap to do working a job, like picking up the dog's poo. These are things we can't (laughs) ignore. We have to do them. But like you said, having something to look forward to gets us through those, those like crappy times, I guess. Yeah. Certainly. So I think they're immensely important. And I've been reading about like the psychology of how, oh yeah, what was it? If you, the more specific your traditions are, the more they'll implant in your memory. Like for children, if you have a special recipe, like a family recipe, you're more likely to remember memories around the holidays because it's involving all your sense. If you're eating something, it's the taste, it's the smell. Smell is the strongest connection to memory. So if you have the same kind of like special treat every year, it's easier to remember prior years. And it was really, it was like really interesting because sometimes if you ever smell something, like I smelled something, I was like, oh my gosh, that perfume reminds me of eighth grade. (laughs) It was like this flush of boy bands. teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. First grade teacher had this like perfume and every once in a while I smell it somewhere. I have no idea what it is, but I'm like, (laughs) Stefan. I love you, Miss Stefan. Yeah. It's the best. But yeah, no, for sure. Smell is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And so it made me think, gosh, I gotta, now I want like a family recipe so that (laughs) we can have it every year. Oh, money buddies. Money buddies. I'm gonna read this, this next part. Okay. And this is specifically for Valentine's Day. Remember, that there is no cut and dry way to celebrate a holiday. If you don't give your significant other something along the lines of chocolate hearts, there will be no baby Cupid popping out of the woodwork to scold you. Like many other holidays, you can create your own traditions and ways of celebrating. For some, getting dressed up and going out to eat might be something to look forward to. For horror movie enthusiasts, Maybe getting takeout and having a zombie movie marathon with friends would be exciting. Or for a family with children, maybe making homemade Valentine's Day crafts could be a fun family bonding activity or a tradition to pass down. Whatever your preference is, you can make this holiday the best for you and those you want to celebrate it with. I like the zombie movie marathon idea because I knew someone that did that. Do you remember April? She was like our roommate yes. in Casa Azul. She yeah. did that with yeah. a friend. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> of course, I hate that <laughs> because you don't like, like no. you don't like horror movies. Like the dumbest thing. No, Gunnar and I have. We both agree. We're, we were talking about this. Oh, we always talk about this. We're like why that like why do people enjoy being scared like but yeah I really like going back to Valentine's Day making it unique to you and your partner I think is I think is great I think that a lot of people can get stuck up oh we gotta do this like we gotta go out to eat we gotta get fancy and we were watching How I Met Your Mother me and Chris and like Mm -hmm. Lily and Marshall they're like a couple on the show 
And I have to say right. this because yeah. it's an old show. Like it's old, so we un- I understand it's problematic. Like all the characters are white, <laughs> and Barney's a womanizer. Right. But it was made a decade ago, so I'm aware. <laughs> For anyone that has a problem, that I like that show. But they went to watch Sleepless in Seattle, but his brother had like recorded Predator like over their VH VHS tape. Uh, yeah. So they and and this was like when they met in college. So they watched Predator, and then every Valentine's Day since they watched Predator. And Chris was like, "Oh, what a great tradition!" <laughs> and he's like, "Can we do something like that?" <laughs> sure. If you want to pick a movie, <laughs> I'm down for oh, that. <laughs> I'd be more likely. Pick one out? No, but I'm thinking. I told him before that I wanted to. I it's a goal. I want to see all the King Kong movies and all the Godzilla movies. And there's a lot. They were making oh, yeah. them in like the 50s. And so oh, we wow. might we might try to tackle that <laughs> like every year. Sure, that's an idea. I would love that. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so because he was like, are you sure? There's so many. And I was like, yeah, there's like 30. <laughs> we got time. Oh, my God. We got time. <laughs> and with the pandemic, we've just really leaned into watching movies and TV. And <laughs> And I'm open to it. All right. Well, that's that's all I have for for Valentine's Day. And Uh, oh my gosh, it actually is so good because I'm gonna actually make Valentine's Day special this year. I'm gonna do it. You're gonna pick out YouTube videos. I think that's so fun. Yes. Yes. I think I really need to do that. It will be so awesome. I think you guys can have a lot of fun. Well, I want to thank Sarah for joining me. Thank you, Sarah. So glad to be invited. So glad to be here. It was an excuse for us to catch up because it only took us forever to have a proper fan conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so happy to be here. This is so fun. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came. I want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day and make it fun and make it special for you. And even though there's a pandemic, there's a lot of talk about like, well, there's nothing to do. There's we can't go out. You can still do things. <laughs> you yes. get dressed up at home. You can get a card. You can Zoom. You can FaceTime. We did this like Zoom chat around Christmas with two other couples because I was like, well, we can't have a Christmas party, but I'm still going to make it festive. <laughs> and I'm still going to try to talk to people. So don't let that's my advice to everyone. Don't let the pandemic like rob you of these experiences. You just got to get a little bit more creative. So yep. it is possible. Yep. Amen. Yeah. I moved to Idaho, Middleton, Idaho. Like they actually don't even, they haven't heard of COVID. <laughs> so. Very different than and here in Washington. <laughs> Extremely different yeah, no, here. <laughs> wild west over here. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening, my little strangelings. I hope you join us next time. Scare you later.